Gigantic the Pixies, you're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan, he's my co-host of the show, otherwise I simply wouldn't have let him in. Are you alright? Co-host? Yeah, I've been called a sidekick. I called you a co-host while he was away, I noticed that. I was watching the DVD extras and when uh, Noel Fielding was here, goes my normal co-host, Matt Morgan, ain't here. I watched that back, I made a mental note. I always refer to him simply as... Oof, <laughs> Matt Morgan. <laughs> Rather than giving him these grandiose terms, your hair looks nice. Thank you. Why? Just because I've straightened it a bit. Why have you straightened it a bit, do you suppose? <laughs> Why are you doing a panicky housewife face? <laughs> He's doing the panicky housewife face because he's got a secret engagement leader. Mr G is here. He's the poet laureate of the show and a more talented poet you're never likely to meet. We was over in Dublin just a few days ago. Mr G wowed the folks there with his performance, which could only be described as enlivening. Wild it was in Dublin, Matt, when really? I was there. Yeah. I would have come, but I was in the... I was in Prague. Well, the people of Dublin missed you. God, well, they was well, the people of Prague Matt? loved me. Well, really? Did they, Matt? Not really, actually. <laughs> no, I don't suppose they did. not heard did. of the show over there. No, it's not caught on at all in the former Eastern Bloc, and that's due to poor marketing <laughs> from the BBC, I'd say. Aaron, you were doing a racist voice? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, was, weren't I? <laughs> what about when I did that in the back of a cab once? Accidentally, we had an Irish cab driver once, and I, without thinking, goes, Could you take us <laughs> for a cup of coffee, dude, at Starbucks? Like that, and Matt wrote on his phone, like, you know, when you write a text, but you don't send the text, you just show the other person your phone, he went, The cab driver is Irish, I it said in a condom. it in that voice. It was in that voice. <laughs> you absolute goon. What are you, you thinking? bit your fist, and we go, Oh, no, oh, and no. And I just did a variety. What ain't there, mon? Who's that gun? Uh, oh, yeah, you know me, I just always do, I'm doing accents. I'm, I'm the accent man. Don't be offended, I'm doing everyone's accent. Yeah, silly business, all in all. But anyway, you were missed in Dublin. It was a bit tense. I went on a programme called um, Late Late Show. Good it was, With I really Gay liked Byrne. it. No, he's don't do it no more. It's a fellow called Pat Kenny, who uh, I thought everyone would like, because like, yeah, we don't know about Irish culture, do we? I mean, like, we know about things that are uh, over here. We don't here. know about their TV. We don't know about that That used show. to be on over here as well, actually. Did, yeah, it? it did, because otherwise, how Is would that... we know Gay Byrne? He, had, he looked like his hair was made of ice cream, didn't he? I just liked his name. Gay Byrne. That's how you spend most of your evenings, as far as that can work out. Now I'm oh. all the friction by your leg. So, uh, oh, this Pat Kenny guy, I went on I went on his show, and when I'd done my gig a bit later... Why are you talking goes, weird? Well, I'm just a bit of an... I'm an oh, you slipping into This is what a... I'm like. Oh, OK. I'm just like this. I thought this was an impression of him. This, there, so I went on his show, and I thought, like, you know, I'll tell the people, the audience, because say you're on Jonathan Ross, which I was, you'd go, if you'd come up, you'd go, oh, I was just on Jonathan Ross, and everyone would go, oh, right, cool, nice one. Right, but, like, if you've just been on Pat Kenny's show, don't go in front of an audience of people at Dublin go, I've just been on Pat Kenny, because they go, ah, boo, oh, we hate him. Right, and then, like, Sharon, really? like, yeah, you know, Sharon, that friend that started yeah. the show, she said she was at the back, and she was like, boo, it was like me and G was like, what's, what's Pat Kenny done then? Like, you know, for everyone to be so angry. And Sharon said she heard someone shouting at the back, going, he's too straight for his own good. He's too straight. <laughs> <laughs> he's too straight. Like, he's not, you know, like, he's not wacky enough. He's not crazy enough. So the people at Dublin don't appreciate him. Anyway, there's a bit of a sound problem. The, 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 the mic went down for half hour, so I had to use my acting training to project and use the auditorium and my diaphragm oh, in glorious God. unison. Yeah. Harry Potter! Right, and then, um, when it came back on, the mic and that, I sort of felt 
irritated that it had gone wrong. So uh, to show my displeasure, can't imagine that. I've yeah. never noticed that sort of behaviour. It's an odd trait, like so, and, and a rare one. And like so, in front of the I don't know twelve hundred people, whatever it was, in this lovely Olympia Theatre, Dublin, I, to show my <laughs> to show my chagrin, I picked up the uh, stool that I'd been uh, resting on and hurled it into the set, and it smashed a not much of a hole, but a hole. And like uh, I was using the theatre, you know, I, I had to do a late performance because there's a show on in the theatre. As time smashed up the set, I think it was Alice in Wonderland. No, Annie, little orphan Annie. That was what the show was meant to be. I don't know why. Was just, you it, brute. I know, but it looked like uh, the wall from Pink Floyd. It was just a big wall, all in all. And really? like, so I don't know why, like, you know, Little Wolf and Annie, that'll make her feel more ostracised, if anything. So and what was the, what was the Well, the upshot of it was the people that the producers of that show were in, and like that apparently a lot of assurances have been offered. Oh, you know, he'll be all right. Russell went, oh, yeah, but he's got a bit of a reputation. No, that's silly. It's all just an act. He's right as rain. Don't worry about all that rhubarb. He's fine. Stick him on. All right, well, you know, he's just got a matinee Saturday, so everything will be like, yeah, he'll be fine. Come and watch the show. Be our guests. Have some tickets. Oh, lovely. Oh, you're actually all right. And then, like, you know, the sound went down and I sm smashed the place up a wee bit. That's not too bad. I mean, it is quite bad. <coughs> but Apparently why were you forced to, uh, you know, that's, you're quite secondary to Annie. It was still on stage. Well, I'll always be secondary to Little Wolf and Annie. She's timeless, isn't she, that girl? Little Wolf and Annie, the little tight ring. Well, why didn't you say, why, I, thought Daddy you Wild Bucks. Hey, I thought you had your own backdrop? I don't have my own backdrop all the time, nor did Richard Pryor. If you see Richard Pryor gig, he ain't even got a backdrop. I bet that's what they told you when you went, Do I have to perform in front of Annie's wall? Richard Pryor Richard would. Pryor did it. Good! <laughs> Am I the new Richard Pryor? Mm, yes, it makes you happy, go and clear off. And they say, yeah, all in all, there's a lot of hullabaloo. But when I mentioned your name, people were very pleased to, to hear it, let me tell you. So, uh, I believe we've got... The, uh, we're in a privileged position now, Matthew Morgan. We have guests on this show quite often who are celebrities or something, people that you wouldn't meet in your normal walk of life because you, by right, should be down a coal mine. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> what? I live in a building with a girls allowed. You live in with a girls allowed? Not with her. But I don't think girls are building. allowed in your building, Matthew, as I understand. <laughs> it's a mental institute. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you live with a girls allowed in your building? Yes. What, the one I fancy most, actually, of girls allowed, as yes. it turns out. Yeah, go on, what's the I problem? I don't fancy her, actually. I fancy her. She's, she's the most reckless one, in my view. I fancy Cheryl Tweedy. Mm, I fancy or her Cole. as well, but I fancy the most reckless one most. Whoa, she's so reckless. Mm. Your voice is all different today. I'm ill, I've got a cold! And I had some cough mixture, I think I had a bit of alcohol in it, and I've had caffeine. I'm woozing about all over the shop. It's a miracle I can stand up. This isn't a live show, incidentally. Uh, we've got Ricky Gervais later on the show, and we've got to get through to Noel Gallagher. I've not spoken to him, I'm worried about him. Yeah, but do you know why? What? So is he happened? No, didn't you read about it? No, of course not. The what stalker happened? thing that came to Abbey Road. Well, <laughs> well, what's happening? Who's stalking him? That sounds quite serious. Some Gallagher. bloke came there. Who's I think stalking it was a Greek him? bloke. Well, let me tell you. Greek bloke, right, <laughs> turned up and said that he wrote all the lyrics to, um, what, the latest album and that <laughs> Noel Gallagher stole them. Which Did is he? quite, you must be mad to own up to that. Yeah, why would you make such a claim? <laughs> hey, you know them lyrics, right? I know all of them. Yeah, all right, mate, I haven't, you know, I'll just make them up on top. No, but I think it's something we shouldn't joke about. Oh, all right. It's in the papers, I think. It's oh, quite yeah, don't serious. do bad things in the papers, mate. Yeah. Well, the old bill are involved. Oh, the planks are involved. Don't get your hands dirty, you mate. Get your collar felt sound. You know, careful, you might get a kick in the muff. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> right, we've driven Dawkins away with idiocy now. Richard Dawkins was going to be on the oh, show. No, Perhaps the foremost us. mind of our, of our Is that time. why he's left? The evolutionary psychologist and, uh, well, what else does he know? He knows loads about evolutionary psychology. He could have told us why I am like I am. But instead he's hung Shoot. up because he thought, 
This is a silly show. This is a lot of silly business. I've just said about kicking the muff <laughs> <laughs> ten seconds ago. That's what did it. This is what you did to the man who was zippy. And he know. hung up. He could have been about tough. sex. Every time people try and get near us, Matt, I'll kick them up the muff and send them <laughs> scurrying away. <laughs> oh, not, not Richard Dawkins and Chomsky. That's two people now. That was your Gordon Brown interview. Oh, I, I touched him on the willy. <laughs> he went all <laughs> terribly wrong. No, I did some research for about four seconds. Actually, the reason I'm not, no. I'm not interviewing Gordon Brown because it's, it affects our revolutionary credentials. They said you can't show political bias, and I said, well, how about this for political bias? I think that all politicians should be lined up and shot in the street like dogs. They went, mm, well, that's bias. And I it's went, not bias, nothing. actually. Oh, because it's all of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Matt. In a way, I'm the ideal replacement for Jeremy Vine. <laughs> so, you shouldn't uh, uh, say that. No. Oh, I shouldn't, no, should I? I did, though, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> there it was. It's out there in the stinking old, silly old circle-faced world. So, uh, will Richard Dawkins never come back, do you think? Richard Dawkins, if you aren't listening, <laughs> you are a right miserable old sod. <laughs> if you are, I'll just like to say, there definitely is a Jesus, there definitely was a Mohammed, there definitely was a Buddha, and they've got magical powers like Power Rangers, and they're the only things that can save us. Let's definitely really worship things to the exclusion of all logic and rationale. Yeah, Richard Dawkins, get into Christmas time. Yeah, Richard! Dawkins, religious fervor. Richard Dawkins, because of his brilliant brain, don't believe in religion and all that. He thinks it's just, you know, the opiate of the masses. It's just indoctrinating us, keeping us all daft and stupid. And he might well be right. But <clears throat> what I think is that spirituality is all glorious. We shouldn't, you know. I don't think he's against spirituality, it. though, is he? I don't know, mate. I don't know what his problem is. He's hung up. So, right. We'll never know. We'll never know. It's going to be a hell of a show. We're going to be up Noel Gallagher, find out what's going on. We're going to be defending Morrissey to the hilt. And what else will we be doing? Go on, look at you sat there like well, a big pie-faced layabout. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a pie face. Because when I met Slash, yeah. some thing what in happened? the universe conspired against me. So I, know, I thought, face this photo is going to be brilliant. Me with Slash. Yeah. And then my face puffed up. Great big pie-faced idiot, wasn't you, in that photograph? Now my face is back to normal. It looks lovely today. You look really handsome. But in that slash photo, you look, your like face was like a beach ball. Well, I know it really was ridiculous. Like someone had drawn a face of a space hopper. Yeah, you look like out of control, like yeah, Jim Morrison style bloated wreck. Yeah, my features were like just in a sea of pink fat. It was horrible to look at. I feel sorry for anyone who'd have to kiss you or get off of you or something. But today you're back to your handsome self. Yeah. So congratulations. What it's probably because you were so turned on by Slash. All a load of pheromones come spraying up through you. What's Morrison? Dawkins going to talk to us about that if you hadn't embarrassed him by boasting about living with girls aloud. <laughs> That's what sent him off. Can I just say I'm not sticking up for Morrissey until I know the facts about right, it. Right, let's get anything the facts. About it. I'm sticking up for Morrissey. You can't stick up for people when you don't know what they've done. All right. Get uh, the facts. Morrissey, 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 Morrissey. I have to stick up for Morrissey, whatever he does. And uh, I don't think he's done anything because he's suing the male for saying things about him. So there we go. The male? The male. I've got a paper called the male. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, let's do a record because we're blabbering okay. on. Okay. Right, well, we're going to... Loco in Acapulco, four tops. What? Sometimes when I'm in Acapulco... Do you know what I feel? <laughs> it's bloody loco. Here, I'm in Acapulco. I've gone loco. I thought that was in there by mistake. Is that no. your choice? That's my choice of the week. Right, okay, kids, there's a little band called The Four Tops. Now, I want you to rush out and buy their new seven-inch <laughs> single. I'm going loco. Where is it? Down Acapulco. Have you been Acapulco? 
Remember where you heard those guys first? It was on the Russell Brand show <laughs> on BBC Radio 2. That's the four tops. Um, <clears throat> funny, actually, because I was in Acapulco myself recently, Matt, and... Uh, Don't pretty... tell me, you went a little bit. <laughs> I went a little bit loco whilst there. That is the most spurious uh, f- uh, foundation of a song, I think, in history, that I'm going loco down in Acapulco. Acapulco, so it doesn't really rhyme. Acapulco. I think I think someone's just gone. I really like the word Acapulco, and then gone. Yeah, I do. It might be based on an actual incident. They were in Acapulco. Pulco. Well, yeah, but what is like the rest of the content of the song? It's not like it's a valid incident, and he extrapolates and goes, "Well, actually, there was a riot there." And uh, well, let's find out the story. Intense social pressure. Let's get the lyrics. Yeah, all right. Let's get the lyrics, please. We'll find out what the hell was going on in Acapulco that crazy day. Acapulco, 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 and his mother cried. (laughs) What about those? I love that song because it goes, "Daddy ride us on your bike again." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to help anyone. Daddy ride us on your bike again. Why don't you like? Why? What's weird about that? Stupid. Daddy, my mother. Because Elvis is saying it. Daddy ride us on your bike. (laughs) We won't do that, Elvis. You're (laughs) fifty. So for God's sake, get out of the lab. True, we're worried sick. Did he reach 50? No, 47 or something. When he always even the younger than that, 41 or something. I don't oh know. God. We can't be spending all our lives worrying about that. We've got mouths to feed. Our new Jack Kerouac documentary will be on BBC Telly one day. Watch it when it What's is. What's it on? BBC what? Four. Then I think it gets repeated on two. I don't know quite Better how it works. Too. I've been watching it. It's good actually, Matt. Yeah. You oh, have you watched it? Yeah, you come across a bit bad, though. No, I don't. Yeah, it's not good for you. Not at all good. This is going to disappoint your fan base, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Whereas I come across... At least across... my face didn't swell up to the size of a moon. <laughs> well, actually, unfortunately, there's a documentary immediately after on Guns N' Roses. So for the actual <laughs> broadcast, I'll just be... People will think it's a live-action version of James and the Giant Peach starring <laughs> Russell Brand. Why is Russell Brand in this Roald Dahl story? <laughs> that great giant peach-headed man. Whenever I'm meet my heroes, my face will just get twice the size. Who else Just to heroes? undermine me. Because then we can avoid them. Uh, Leonard Cohen, Bob right. Dylan. We were not likely to meet any of them. But Bob How Dylan. Well, because they're not going to say, here you're around with your great moon head. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be moon head until I get in the photo with them. Yeah. And they'll be squeezed out. Eek, what's going on with this lunar face? Look, like relax. <laughs> <laughs> Looks kind of lunar. <laughs> but he breaks just like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old Bob Dylan's not a puppy. He's got a show on Radio 2 over Christmas. Look at me, plugging things for this channel, and I'm good. No, it's a station. I'm professional, aren't I? Except I don't know what it is that I'm doing or what it's called. What's this thing, what we're doing now? What's it called? What's it made out of? Pogram. (laughs) We made a Pogram. We still have one of the podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right, well done for buying our podcast, except it costs nothing. Good on you, kids! Hold on, I've been handed a letter. This is bound to be important. Right. Going loco down in Acapulco, if you stay too long, yes. You'll be going loco down in Acapulco. The magic down there is so strong. So nice in Acapulco that you will go a bit mad. That's why it was used in the film Buster, starring Phil Collins as great train robber Buster Edwards. They went a bit loco down in Acapulco. Right, now this next verse, I guess, look at Matt studying it like the little student boffin he once was. Oh my God, it's really intense. Don't start to develop admiration for the song, Matt, because your head will swell up. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Branson will try and get in your underpants and sail you around the world. <laughs> Feel the pressure, your back's against the wall. Love is gaining on you. You're just about to fall. You're afraid to love, afraid to take a chance. That's not you, chance someone up. 
What, hold on, why? Under pressure. Your back's against the wall. Love's gaining on you. <laughs> You're afraid to love me! <laughs> My chap moves are the best chap moves that I've ever heard, aren't they, some of them? No, no. Hold on, hold on, mate. I chat people right up with well, my it moves. works. Right, so what do you want? Jam on it, for God's sake. Once someone's chatted up all nice, that's it. The job's done. You, you better... better hide your feelings. Get out while you can. That's me <laughs> piping up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be going loco down, down in Acapulco if you stay too long. Now listen to this bit of poetry. Go on. You can hear voices bleeding through those warm Latin nights. Memories are lost and found, leaving broken hearts all over town. That's actually quite good, I think. The, the bit Voices says, bleeding through, through the those nights. warm Latin nights. Yeah. Although it does make me think of a kind of menstrual honeymoon ruined in Acapulco. That's what, that's the image that's oh, kind of me. I guess what I'd done the other day, mate, I went to the Oxford Union and addressed them the day after the old BMP had been there. So oh, a lot yeah. of my racism wasn't really appreciated. Because <laughs> 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 no, it's good, actually, because I was able to go, uh, right, some of my views might be shocking to you people. I think anyone who wants to live here should be able to. I was a rip-roaring triumph in that Oxford Union. I bet it wasn't like that. I bet it was like a little rat in a cathedral. <laughs> it was not like a rat in a cathedral. It was like a proud, noble field mouse Are you trying to posh in a mosque. <laughs> no. Well, of course, forsooth. <laughs> well, of course, naturally, Samuel Pepys said <laughs> in his DRA. <laughs> Dr. Samuel Johnson wrote a book once about every single word there's ever been. The, it, and, and bugger. I didn't. I was really <laughs> smart and clever. Well, you should have seen me. Yeah? Yeah, I was good, mate. They, Such the a big head. The president said I was the best guest speaker they'd ever had. And let me tell you something. President some of the, Bush said that. Not pre Yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> he was proud of me, he said. He said it was a big day. Well, guess who other speakers they've had in the past before the racists? Guess it, who other speakers? Dalai Lama, Einstein. He doesn't speak. Dalai Lama speaks? What do you mean? What do you think he does? Just smiles. looks over at China and goes... I wish they'd get out of Tibet, but doesn't even say a word. Oh, and incidentally, China, oh, give get over. right out of Tibet. Get out of Tibet. Get out of Tibet. If I ever see a Chinaman anywhere near Tibet, I will give him such a kick on the end <gasps> of his winkle. <laughs> Send him spinning out back to the homeland of China. What? Why look at me as if I've done something wrong, and all I've ever done is try to protect Tibet. Come on, so what happened at the Oxford Union? I was lauded as some sort of brilliant new Peter Cook Oscar Wilde character. By who? Uh, Oxford Don is who, because he'd read my bookie work and he said it's a brilliant example of writing and it's in the lineage of Wilde and, Os and uh, of Cook. He said, I set up expectations and then puncture them brilliantly and comedically. You should recognise sarcasm by now. Uh, he did actually have his tongue pushed into his bottom <laughs> lip <laughs> while he was saying that, and then he went, squitzies, <laughs> at the end of it. So, uh, yeah, perhaps he was joking, but to tell you the truth, the whole thing was, it was an absolute triumph. Nice at Oxford, and I didn't feel the uh, bitterness and resentment that I thought I'd feel with the students, I just felt an awful lot of love, they were delightful. Later on in the show, we'll be talking to uh, Ricky Gervais. Sucking up to the man. I'm not sucking up to the man, mate, I still want the revolution. Uh, Ricky Gervais is going to be on the show a little bit later, we've already done the interview, this is a pre-recorded show, it was, went very well, it was nice to talk to to Ricky Gervais, a very fine English comedian. And uh, also, we tr let's try and get bloody Noel Gallagher on this programme. I'll try and ring him up. I'll use my telephone to do it. Why don't we play... Oh, don't Should we continue our analysis of going loco down in Acapulco? Yes, please. We've not really reached anything resembling... Just skirted round the issues, really. Yeah, come on. Um, go on, then. You'll be pulling out your hair. Right. You'll be pulling out your hair, drowning in despair, with a whole lot of nothing on your way to nowhere. That's quite a good existential lament. Too many negatives. Doesn't that make a positive? 
Yes, I suppose it does in a mathematical sense, but not if a load of negative things kept happening to you. Say you were in a bed sit and then you found out that you tested positive for an awful blood disease, then you got kicked in the nuts, and then you found out your dad had gone all homeless and he wanted to stay with you. You wouldn't go, well, actually, so many negative things are happening, I think this is brilliant fun now, and, like, ride your dad around like a mule. I haven't got to that bit in the bookie book. <laughs> <laughs> you said my bookie book's good. I know, it is good, actually. Mm. Buy his book, it's actually good. What's the best bit that you've been reading? I like, I think what I like most about it is the fact that I mentioned quite a lot. You so, vain twerp. Well, it's nice to read a book. I think, oh, that's me. I did say that. I am quite clever, aren't I? Yeah, you no, are. No, no, but yeah, um, I, well, I'm only, you're still a child, actually. Yeah, I know. And In many ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong that I try and have adult relationships. When you realise what a fool you've been, you'll be haunted by her face, missing her warming brain. This song don't make sense. It's just all over it's the about place. about lost love, man. All it's about is that someone's gone, Acapoco rhymes with loco. Like the song by Mark Bolan, Zebra... Debra, Debra, almost looks like a zebra. She doesn't look like a zebra. That's just the only word you could think of that rhymes with Debra. Debra, Debra, Debra. Oh, let's listen to that. That's quite a good song. Debra, 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 almost looks like a zebra. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that if you just. No, well, no, Gallagher, who's on the show later, if he picks up his bloody phone. Oh, yeah, how he says slide and shine and slide stuff. Slide like. away, shine it up your face. <laughs> Never know on a beauty race. Both today, <laughs> gonna do it done. Never did it know now. <laughs> up inside and mirrors shining up and down the carousel. We'll say, whoa, yeah. That's essentially that man's career. You should have done the Beatles song in that voice. Oh, damn. Have a go. Hold on, but here's a new voice that you might be into. When I'm at the Oxford Union. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank. It, hang on, when you were at the Oxford Union, is there protocols that you had to... Uh, not really. I just strode about, real brill-like. I sat down for him at dinner. All like, there's all people like Rhodes of Rhodesia. Well, it was called that after him. His portrait hung on the wall. Edward II's portrait hung on the wall. All like it's like a Hogwarts-style dining room. And I sat there and I was sort of they were sort, sort, sort of clever and noble. These kids and I thought oh, I'd like to look up some of their dresses. <laughs> but they were all, they were all adults. They're like eighteen, nineteen. Well done. <laughs> I didn't do it anyway, so I don't know why I'm apologising. I'm a good lad. Right. Okay, then. So, what are we on about? Acapulco. Don't bother going there. It's ridiculous from what the four tops have told me. The bloody place is chaos. There's blood everywhere. Right. So what, later on, we'll be talking to Noel Gallagher and, of course, Ricky Gervais. Matt's got Still a new done. item called Matt's Cultural Review, where he culturally reviews anything. What do you want to review? You could review Croatia, where you went on holiday. I didn't oh, no. go to Croatia. I went to the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. You don't listen to a word <laughs> I say. I'll just switch off, I must say. All right, I, uh, I'll review Prague. All right. And more gonna... specifically... Some guns. Right. <laughs> Look at your little face, all full of menace Little and face, did you say? <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I learned it you off an Oxford like, dog. I concentrate and just really think about rock stars and <laughs> swell up. <laughs> Look at you, are pushing your headphones open. That window. <laughs> His headphones are opening like a wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK, let's have a... Look, where's some of my... Where's Deborah Redarba? You Deborah? like this next song, Richie what is Valens. It? Oh, yeah, right. I like Come him. Come on. So nice. Continuing our theme of modern music. <laughs> Here's a little guy We're called Richard Allen's. We're out of touch. Yeah, of course we are. It's better to be than in touch where we spend our evenings. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Come on. Oh, no. I'll press the button twice. That means Why I have to load that? it again. Right. This the the unthinkable's happening. We could do, Matt, if we were a bit more professional. <laughs> oh, we could keep going I strong. I don't name and shame me. 
What for? Oh, no, it's all right. You never make mistake with buttons. That time you were away, you should have seen Nick mauling that desk like a drunken... Like, it was like an office trying to get that song back in the place. brilliant, isn't it, to watch them? Panicking. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, listen to this for a concept for a film. Is this, this, are we, uh, this is not going to be cut out. No, let's leave it in. Right, concept for a film. Is that there's a French? It's a French dinner party where the theme of the dinner party is you've got a, every, like these friends. They meet once a month, and every month they have to bring like the boring. No, it's good. No, hear me out. Hold on. You, you'll never make a mogul if you're not sympathetic okay. to people pitching. Now, uh, the, every every month they have a dinner party. These French folk, and uh, each person that comes to the dinner party has to bring an idiot. Like they have to. Oh, who can find the most delightful idiot to entertain Hang on, is us? This- what is this? It's a film that's being made. I just oh, heard right, the concept. Okay. Well, that sounds good. You've probably just blown someone's concept. Yeah, I know, but what do we care? It's not our film, except unless I'm in it. And who would I play in a film where people have to bring idiots to a dinner party? <laughs> There's no part in that for King me. Of the idiot. Based <laughs> on your Oxford address. They <laughs> should say, Hogwarts, look at people's dresses. <laughs> people think I'm Oscar Wilde. <laughs> yeah, I think Oscar Wilde spent most of his time trying to look up girls' dresses, didn't oh. he? Or boys' dresses. Someone's dresses, anyway. I saw a nightingale once. It really made me feel about death inside. Have you got a Ribena? <laughs> I don't like this drink. Yeah, sometimes when I drink Ribena, I get a little goatee beer, same as Billy Conley. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Come on, poor Richie Valens, they fixed it the old time. No, you just start telling us about a film that, and then you never finished. Well, I just think it sounds like a good film well, or a good not... thing to do. Have a dinner party and try and find a really weird person to bring to it. I know it's not... political correctness gone mad. To not do it would be political correctness gone mad. To do it would be... No Where'd you political go correctness. For an idiot first. Well, firstly, I'd look for the biggest moon-faced twerp on the ice street. I'm no idiot, mate. You're not. You're a lovely dinner companion. Well, just like, I don't know anyone. Someone say, imagine it would just be. It well, like, in the old medical idiot. sense of the word idiot, or just like some. Yeah, just an unusual character, an oddity. I mean, who's the worst idiot we've come across in our recent, or not even recently, in our lives? We've well, come the thing is, they, right yeah, but funny people face. don't expose themselves as an idiot until you're in a situation of work, generally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you took them to a dinner party, everyone would go, Oh, this is charming. Which one of you is the idiot? on your part. This person with a ridiculous hair is a real find. <laughs> Russell's turned up with a man in a wheelbarrow. He's had a lobotomy. <laughs> I don't know where the man in the wheelbarrow found Russell. <laughs> Well, how he got Russell to agree to keep his hands clamped firmly to the barrow. But nonetheless, we all we gave him first prize rosette for the chiefest idiot among them. <laughs> Jolly good work. Well, I just think it's a nice idea to it have is a, a nice dinner party. Idea. Why don't we do it, Max? We don't, I don't even like dinner parties with people I know, let alone um, a load of idiots turning up. Yeah. It'd be horrible, wouldn't it? Because then you've got to eat near them. Yeah, and probably, some of them might do spitting when they eat. Unless you just put them all in a cage while you eat. <laughs> That's much more like it. Can we wee on them? <laughs> Of course you can. <laughs> Richie Valens! Come on, let's go, Richie Valens. Had quite enough Come on, we're leaving, darling. That's enough of that. Bring that idiot with you. I am the idiot! I told you this duel would be confusing. Um, right, come on, let's do an item of some kind. It's our new item. Gay! That's, we've had that on ages. Oh, God. Gay! Right, this is an item where we help people to be or understand. Gay! This week, got this week on my item, gay, I'll be helping a gay lad. Look Here at it you. is. What? Floundering. I wasn't floundering. You want to see Peter Sissons do that? I've saw Peter Sissons recently and he's put on an awful lot of weight. Oh, and I wonder why you care. What do you mean? I remember once. What happened? Tell me. You told me he was the only man you'd ever sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? Years ago. Well, I went, Peter Sissons is the only man I'd ever sleep with. <laughs> <laughs> 
you looking at me like, oh, and I wonder why oh, you... Oh, he can't wait, has he? Oh. And why does that hurt you so much? <laughs> That's come home to roost, did it? Well done, Sissons, you fatty. <laughs> oh, great, here you go, Marjorie. This close, mate. <laughs> I tell you, I would almost sniff it, Sissons. <laughs> yeah, well, you couldn't keep your hands off the pork pies and the pork, could you, Sissons? Well, keep your hands off me. Because I tell you, you've pushed me one bridge too far. Hello, here is the news. I'm sorry, you probably can't take me seriously anymore. <laughs> But, but uh, look, let's not have a go. I like people that are a bit chubby, particularly if they're citizens. Like, <laughs> if they're citizens, what did I say? Like, because like, of his authority, did I say? Yeah, I think I can remember saying it, and actually in quite an intellectual way, saying, "Well, look, yeah, I would see it for a man if it was like Peter Sissons and I felt he could look after me." Was it like that? Oh God, that's intelligent, is it? <laughs> it's quite an intelligent. Way. Actually, it was brilliant. <laughs> this this, this look might win Dawkins over. Actually, if Richard listened to this, I once said I'd like the idea of sleeping with Peter Sissons because he could clutch me up to his chest and I could put in a bonnet. And Peter Sissons could feed me. So like I, I, a... I, I dressed Oxford with the whole thing. <laughs> everyone loved it. I, I've, I've been made a don. This is right anyway. We're on my new item, gay. <clears throat> so well, we found out that you're a gay yeah, for Sissons. Turns out I am. Uh, this is from a young man called Green or something. I can't see his name. He doesn't seem to have put it. Hello, Russell, Matt, and probably for anonymity. Hello, Russell, Matt, and Mr. G. I'd like to be in your item called Gay. My name is Lost Boy. I've never been with another gay before, but lately I've started to have these feelings for another man. I shall refer to him only as Dax Flame. I wonder if I should act on these feelings or should I just keep it to myself? What do you suggest? Thank you so much. Always Lost the Boy. same it's problem. Always the same problem. Shall I, you just, it's I, never like, you know, anything like what, what else could curtains should I get? Yeah. What curtains should I get? Um, what Peter Sissons, one's made out of like, <laughs> sort of a chocolatey, velvety material. Oh, you should get curtains, right, with a tie that hangs in the middle yeah. of the curtain rail, yeah. like Sissons' tie. Yeah. And when you pull the curtains closed, it's like you're putting on his jacket. Right? <laughs> I finished, Mr Sissons. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, Peter. <laughs> now, business is closed for the evening. <laughs> News is this. You've hurt my feelings, you big pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I love Peter Sissons. And... Listen, let's not have a go. I don't like anyone having a go at anyone for anything. Certainly not people who's a bit chubby. Cause I'm, not, I'm not getting hey, hung up on the chubby. No, am I? Because I am a bit hung up on the chubby in the sense that, four, do you know what I mean? You want to get hung up on the chubby? I like getting hung up on that chubby. <laughs> <laughs> we're really juvenile sometimes, Matthew, especially as we're so bloody clever, it's ridiculous. We've right, wasted then. our lives. We've wasted our silly lives. You Look, should be an EastEnders, I just thought that. No, I don't want to be. Why? Well, you did what that have voice I done? earlier. Which voice? I don't know. It's what voice? Sort of shouting voice. I just saw you in EastEnders. Well, you mustn't have these visions. <laughs> <laughs> Turned into a couple apostle. of years, you never know. <laughs> I predict you're like sort of, sort of John the Baptist, but with the most preposterously mundane predictions this obscene. Um, uh, I was on about something so important. Listen, if you are gay, gay just have it off. Even with your mate Dax Flame, particularly if he is gay as well. well. Ask him first. I mean. No, just get hold of that boy or girl, whatever Dax Flame claims to be. Yeah, I'll be mean, yeah, act on your feelings. Go with it. Matt the other day was uh, proselytising on Alistair Crowley's edict: uh, "Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law." If you feel something, if you feel an inspiration within you, it ain't going to hurt no one else. You might as well just bloody well do it. So uh, that's your answer, Sonny Jim. If you fancy that, lad, go to it. Don't worry yourself a single second further about your own gayness or anyone that's gay. Or worried about their curtains. Just you yeah. get out there and bloody well live your lives, you cheeky little sods. Right, there's a jingle item, and all we can do. Let's have a listen to some brilliant new jingles. Oh, where are they? I just leave everything lying around. I've got them, yeah. Have I don't you? know which ones we've already learned. Oh, no, it's all right. These are all new ones. Okay, so right, what's okay. the first jingle, Matthew Morgan? Do you want me to choose them? Because yeah, I've got to press them up. Bright, lad. 
Okay, I will. I'll go for. Let me think of someone with a fun. Oh, name. Bosco oh, Baracus, because he's got one about you. Come on, number twenty-seven, Bosco Baracus. Oh, right, okay. Hang on, Bosco. This is Bosco Baracus's uh, new jingle for our show. It's entitled simply Matt. Hello, I'm Matt Morgan. I think you should strip. I think Bosco Baracus would like to get all sissoned up. Well, it's nice in a way, I mean, because it's sort of he's understood that you like rock music. But uh, Bosco Baracus, whose name is uh, uh, startlingly similar to a biblical character crucified alongside Christ. No. What, Barabbas? He was reprieved. Uh, yeah, well, Barabbas. he was initially crucified. He was he up there. He wasn't crucified. All right, it, 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 not they the said, we'll the give end. you Barabbas, and they went, no, Didn't he have Jesus. to go up on a cross? No. He didn't even go up there? No, we didn't even see him in the film. <laughs> that ain't actually it, because in that stupid film, a <clears> raven <throat> pecked out someone's eyes, and that didn't happen in the Bible, because it would have been in the Bible. Barabbas was just a name that was bandied about, and they said, yeah, no. He goes, well, I'll release Jesus or Barabbas, and they went, release Barabbas, and he was a horrible man. Well, in the film he was, he had one milked over eye. Was he in it? That, yeah. wasn't, that was Judas. No, Judas was nice. He was. No, it a, wasn't. He was trying his hardest, and he gets a lot of bad press. Well, that's Bible for the day. Yep, we've dealt with that. That'll please old Dickie Dawkins. Now, come on, it, Mr. G's got actually two. It seems. And so Good let's time. have a listen to Michael Hansen's jingle. Uh, it's for Mr. G. Let's listen to that. Show though, I've understood the sentiments, <laughs> the idioms of the show, and the nomenclature of our show. So that's quite good. There's, a, there's another one for G. I'm quite interested in hearing that now that I've heard one. It's by Thomas Smith. This is his G jingle. The end is near, so let's hear. We've got Mr. G. A rocking. That's quite good as well. If it was a bit, yeah, all right, we'll use that at the end of the show tonight too. What about, can I, have the, can I make a choice? Can't we, what, I want to hear Pim Pim. Oh, God. Well, what do you want to hear General for? I just want to, no, I want to hear that, um, Lucy and Ronald Crocker. Well, because they've done it together. It just sounds funny. All right, this is Lucy and Ronald Crocker. No, well, let's do Pim Pim first. All right, but I've first of it. all, though, Pim Pim, our irresponsible <laughs> craze that we're back into the hill. Pim 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 that's really brilliant. Well done. Uh, Was it Sam who, who who I'm that? free? Sam I'm Gamlin. Free. Let's go, Darren French. Lots of kids, when I was over in Dublin, they we're doing that, you know, we've been pin-pinning each other. A lot of people tell us something that we keep doing it, it's fun. Oh, all right, nice one, kids, keep it. No, oh, don't pin-pin, do not do it. Just use a new needle every time. New needle, you should get, we'll start the needle exchange. <laughs> 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 I just pin-pin someone, for God's sake. Look, don't, for God, don't marginalise these kids, they're going to pin-pin, we've got to accept it, they've got to help them to pin-pin safely. Okay, so let's have a listen to uh, the lovable Lucy and Ronald Crocker. Do you reckon they're like the carpenters, brother and sister? Or do you reckon they're like uh, Sonny and Cher, lovers? I think... Or a bizarre hybrid, brothers and sisters, that make love every evening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> While listening to their own I music. I think they're a married couple. Yeah. All right, so do I then. Lucy and Ronald Crocker here, the love-making couple. Russell Brand and Matthew Morgan and Mr. G. Poet Laureate coming to your life on Green. 
was power ballad. It started off folky, <laughs> then it went sort of queen. Yeah, I like it. I love all these jingles. The standards rocketed. Keep sending in your jingles to us if you want. Uh, Russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. Or that's it, really. That's the best thing to do, isn't it? Do that. What about this gay one? All right, do it, yeah. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. And his new item. That's messing my head up. That really got in my brain. I think it was the cough medicine as well. But like that, really, that threw me around. That sounded like little munchkins. Gay, go, woo, woo. It's like you remember in Slash last week. It was on about them sort of cloaking device covered little pixie things scuttling at his feet when he was smacked up. Hallucinations, yeah. Yeah, they were hallucinatory. I can't imagine that they were real. Why would they not have been registered by some sort of encyclopedia or something? But yeah, so well, that freaked me out. It was good though. Okay, have you ever had hallucinations? Not to that standard. I mean, yeah, delusions. Very much. I used to think I was Jesus. <laughs> and I you ever seriously thought you were? Well, yeah, sort of. I, I mean, remember when you told me you'd be put away by aliens and a green ball floated around your house. It was just a green glowing light, a sphere, just floating around, like, in the bedroom when I was seven. I don't know what it means. I just always took it to mean you've got a mission, Had you just Jim. seen Ghostbusters? Uh, I'd seen Ghostbusters 1, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I went downstairs Slimer. and there was a, like a, a Michelin Man style character was in the back garden and uh, fortunately I realised that if I did cross the streams, all would be well. So that's that mentioned every week, all of our lives. <laughs> so, uh, right, okay, should we listen to a record and then let's try and ring Noel Gallagher? Well, I don't say it to me, I haven't even got his number. Yeah, but you, you always say to me secretly, you go, let's never ring Noel Gallagher again. I don't. <laughs> right, okay. Don't let's, say that. Actually, know. do, because He's the sort of person who says things like that. He does, when he, he got me in trouble. Yeah, what did he do? Oh, we were around Williams' house. At Williams' party, he just yeah. out of the blue hey, goes to Williams. saying that your party's what? enough. Yeah, David. Yeah, David. Well, Matt, Matt says, says your, your party's enough. And, like, there's not enough of a relationship between you and Williams that, yeah. for that to be comfortable. And, like, you know, yeah, these lot, they think your party's enough. Like, you know, because it's got all people that ain't, like, ain't cool. We're like, no! We did yeah, say that, but who's not? <laughs> it wasn't, though. It was, like, we were know, mucking about earlier on yeah, when we were on the show. Yeah, on the show, in, like, in the inverted commas that comes of a show, and he like, just said it to Williams in a difficult way. So, you're right, OK, let's spread some rumours about Noel Gallagher. I'm glad that he's being stalked by that Greek, but no, is that bad? Is it a serious thing, the stalker? Oh, geez, doing a serious nod. We're not glad about that Greek no. fella. Are but we? if we could send that guy a message, <laughs> it would be this. <laughs> Keep on stalking! Stalky, stalky, stalky! Stalk, stalk, Don't ever stalk that baby, so. you bloody green. <laughs> Look at Nick thinking how to cut around that. Okay, <laughs> so, um, right, okay, let's uh, listen to a record and then let's try and ring. No Gallagher! Um, yeah. I'm really obsessed with singing different things. Right, here's things I'm obsessed with. Singing things to the Canadian National Anthem. I'm always doing it. Always. How do you know the Canadian National Anthem? Well, exactly. What a stupid thing to well, know. Well, how does that go? Also, all my... I'm obsessed with saying that everyone sounds like... <laughs> I say, I like all my impressions of Paul Young, James Blunt, everyone, oh, I think, sounds like that. critic. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Plus, as Ricky Gervais will later point out, I've been banging on about drug addiction for ages and ages. What a preposterous lot of rubbish it's all been. What? Oi, put Deborah Dabba Deborah on. Oh, God, I thought Who's Angela that? McCluskey? That she's song's the, brilliant. She's Love the headmistress. How great Jill! You rip-off merchant, man! <laughs> What's up next? Zamo? What's up after that? Quit, huh? What's up after that? They want to film them. Dum 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 Sausage on the fork. Right, okay, let's listen to Showing your age. Oh, yeah, well, what about when I start getting off with old ladies? Let's listen to T Rex! 
T-Rex there with their song Deborah, just there really to facilitate preposterous rhyme with the word zebra. Now, without any further ado or hullabaloo, let's introduce perhaps one of the most eminent and finest minds of our time. It's Hello. Professor Richard. Not you, Matthew. You're not a bright young man. You are an art school dropout. It's Professor Richard Dawkins. Hello there. Hello. Sorry that we kept you waiting earlier on the show. Right. We are quite blundering and uh, in many ways shambolic. Okay. Well, I'd like to apologise for that now. Uh, it's been a dear wish of mine, uh, Professor, to speak to you for quite some time, uh, mostly through the prism of my own self-obsession, uh, on accounts of uh, how your theories on evolutionary psychology would help me to understand the uh, obsession of male sexuality and my inability to break habitual uh, behaviour around the pursuit of sex. <laughs> Well, that's not a question I've had before, so go, go ahead. Well, what it is, uh, Professor, even though you're forever banging the drum for, uh, like, you know, sort of for us uh, uh, unravelling the myth of religion, I kind of think that in the secular age, the idea of salvation through love has replaced salvation through God. So, I find that rather an attractive idea. What, so salvation through love? Yeah. Uh, explain, then, because I, don't, I think it's equally unrealistic. Well... At least it is real. At least there's something there, isn't there? It may not last forever, but, but it's, it's wonderful while it lasts. But do you not think, then, that God is just is a signifier, really, for oneness and truth and eternity that exists beyond our plane of understanding? Well, it could be something like that, but if that's what you think, then there's no point praying to it, is there? Or asking it to forgive your sins, but, or asking it to listen to your prayers. But, um, but, it's got to be more like a person if, if you're going to do that. So I think that people are rather confused. Einstein certainly thought that God was just a kind of word for the, for the wonders of the universe, that kind of thing. So it's the personification of God that you object to? Yes, right. I mean, you, you wouldn't bother to pray to Einstein's God, would you? Well, well hold on, but in a, in a fashion, like through, the, like through Eastern ideologies, perhaps like through prayer and meditation, you could bring yourself into alignment with a pure force of energy. And if you call that God or... Buddha or whatever you call it, it's sort of irrelevant, but still somehow Well, good. yes, I mean, th th there could be something in the oriental way of doing things, mm. meditation and things. I wouldn't think it's anything supernatural, though. I mean, the brain is a wonderfully complicated thing, and if you practice certain techniques like meditation, yeah. you might have mental experiences, a bit like taking drugs. I mean, yes. it, 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 it could be a, a bit like that. It doesn't mean there's anything supernatural, though. So you think that everything will be explained by science eventually? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. It, it, it's certainly true that there's a lot we don't understand yet, but it's a very open question whether the unexplained will eventually yield mm. to explanation or whether we shall, there are certain things we shall never understand. Um, well, I suppose my problem, Richard, is that by negating the power of the divine, we're left with a world that is unaspirational and perhaps it becomes somehow acceptable for us to for us not to try and connect and to not be beautiful and truthful oh i don't think that at all i i, I think that that you can love poetry you can love music you can love art you can love science without thinking there's anything supernatural. Hey, uh, Richard Dawkins, what do you think about like, the ideas of uh, Rail and Eric von Daniken, them people that think that ancient scriptures are merely a primitive people describing an advanced alien technology? Do you think that that's likely or possible? Do you think that life on Earth was possibly seeded by an extraterrestrial nation? No. <laughs> Why? That's a really good one. I like that one. <laughs> no, I, I don't at all. Um, 
I, I think that's... I mean, it, it's not that I don't think there are extraterrestrial civilizations. I, I think there probably are. Well, that's quite I think good. they're so far away, we'll probably never meet them. And, and people might like to look at a magazine called The Skeptical Inquirer, which has... They probably won't. They'll probably be too sceptical. Oh, I can't be bothered to get The Skeptical Inquirer. Well, so I recommend it. It's, re it's really rather fun to have all these things explained. Right. And uh, UFOs turn out to be a whole lot of different things. I mean, they're, they're, they're not one thing, but they're... They're either sort of secret um, aircraft that haven't been tested before. They're tricks of the light. They're all sorts of things like that. But what is, I feel sometimes within myself, divine light and a connection and a unity with all things. And that feels to me like God. And if I didn't have the paradigm of God already explained to me, for you know, and if I didn't have the apparatus of language to call it God, I don't know what I'd think it was. But I do sometimes sense divine power and connection. What is that? Madness. Well, I feel <laughs> something a bit like that when I look up at the Milky Way, look up at the stars or look mm. down the microscope. I think the human brain is a very complex thing and I think it responds emotionally to wonderful things and the, the, the sheer size of the universe is wonderful and so you probably do get a kind of upwelling of feeling when you look up at the stars and I certainly do it doesn't mean anything supernatural though I think there is something I think there is something. I think there is a, a powerful divine force. I sense it, and I think also that it's the only thing that can save us. You know, I don't think we should accept blindly supernatural ideas, but I think the, uh, the, the notion that there's things beyond our immediate comprehension, things that are magical, I find it exciting and entrancing. And well, I find lots of things exciting and entrancing, but I don't think I would just say that I feel that something must be true. I mean, what, what you feel and what I feel is irrelevant. What matters is what there's evidence for. But does it, though, Richard? Because, like, why, why can't feelings be as good as thoughts? Oh, go on, <laughs> give us a cuddle. Well, but you, I mean, you can feel all sorts of things. People feel, pe people who are insane feel they're Napoleon. It's, it's not a serious argument to say you feel something. Mm, There's got to be a better so. reason than that. Uh, Professor, would you please come on our show again so that we can uh, give you more questions and stuff that we to. think about. Uh, the God Delusion, it, it, what is it, what, uh, this is your, your, your current book. It's available yes. in a new form, because that's been around for, uh, for ages. Why do we have to say about that? We know about that already, well, I think. The, the, no, well, The God Delusion's been out about a year. Mm. Um, and it's sold very well. It's sold more than a million and a half copies now within it's one year. It's not selling as much as the Bible, though, mate. The Bible's <laughs> still the Bible, out here. We're knocking out Bibles. It's better non-fiction. And the Bible, of course, is fiction. Oh, no. People <laughs> like it. They like a good story. Oh, come on. Cheer up. Give us Go a cuddle. Read it a bit more carefully. <laughs> OK. I will do. I'll yeah, have another There's some pretty horrific it. bits in it. Okay. There's some good bits, too. Richard Dawkins, thank you very much for coming on our show and making me be sensible for 20 minutes. Uh, okay, it's, it's thank you very wonderful much. Wonderful to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Professor. Well, you, you, Matthew, you bloody great big yob. Going, what? Well, get him out of drawing his finger across his throat no, throughout Richard Dawkins' ears in an interview. Get him off! Get him off! I mean, I think it's nice to have something like that. You guys, I'll get that magazine, because it, it um, gives you a perfectly rational explanation for all those things. It doesn't. It gives you another idea. Yeah, another idea. That's what I sort of think. I think there's... Uh, I think that... I, I think he's too close-minded. I think there's a... I think there's a huge, bloody, great, big God. I feel it floating around everywhere. And I think that... So I think you're imprisoned within your consciousness. I just think it's a load of dizzy electricity. I think there's a great, stinking, great load of magic all over the gaff. Do you remember Bagpuss? Yeah. Remember Professor Yaffle? That's yeah. what he reminded me a bit of. Yeah, no... That is nothing but an old shoe. <laughs> <laughs> we will fix it! And they find a ballet show, all the little mice go, Oh, it's a boat! It's this, is that? And then <laughs> Professor Yaffle goes, That is nothing but a silly old shoe. <laughs> and when Bagpuss went to sleep, all the mice went to sleep. But 
Emily loved him. Here is some news. BBC Radio 2, online on digital on 88 and 90 FM. That was Angela McCluskey. It's been done. What a lovely song it was. Before Beautiful that, song. Don't be dismissive. Don't be dismissive. I really liked it. What's your problem? Oh, hold on. I've moved my microphone. I was dancing around my microphone while the news was on, having a bit of a laugh. I stuck out my T-shirt one bit. Silliness. I was just pretending it was a co-joint twin. Have a bit of a laugh with it. Um, after the brilliant debate and intelligent conversation that preceded the news between myself and Richard Dawkins, where we talked about the nature of belief and uh, the God delusion as Richard would call it, and the actuality of divinity among us, that I would call it, Matthew Morgan, the, our beloved Matthew Morgan, went, Richard Dawkins, I bet effing UFO comes down and shoot him. I love it. <laughs> That's what Matt said. <laughs> I didn't say like that. I said, I did say that. If a, I'd love it if a UFO come down and shoot him. <laughs> yeah, shot like, him. Surely, I didn't go, and shoot and him. And shoot him. You didn't even know which tense to use. Right in his tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> if it got him in a tallywhacker, he wouldn't be so quick to laugh at E.T. Poet 2, would he? <laughs> you big soppy sausage, you. What about you trying to be all clever? <laughs> 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 it's also not true. <laughs> 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 I thought I was very polite. Richard, monotheistic. Yes, I've said it. <laughs> there, there. I, I, I don't know what it means, but I think it's to do with fry tuck. <laughs> fry a tuck. Fry a tuck. That's how you say you that. You got a little bald head, you're pushing your luck. Fry a tuck. Fry a tuck. Get out one of your boobies and I'll give it a suck. Fry a tuck. Fry a tuck. Get a little goose, then get a duck. Fry a tuck. Keep going. Fry a tuck. I'd like to get a donkey and squeeze out its muck. Yeah. Uh, what? How have you got that uncanny ability to make up songs? I don't know why. Or do is. you prepare them for months? I've read them for months. <laughs> <laughs> I rehearse them in churches and bother people with my nonsense. Losing my mind. I think it started. It's happening again. <laughs> Not like this. It's time for Matt's new item. Let's get Jingle <clears> together. <throat> Matt, cultural review. What, are you going to play that Let's Matt one Let's just randomly do one. And look, there's someone called Glyn Morgan, so let's have him. He's right, you've got the same surname as Matt Morgan. It's time Matt new item. Cultural review. <laughs> Imagine it being reviewed. Uh, Feel it after you've uh, experienced experience it. Then reviewed that review. That could culture. be anything. A country or Any something. Culture. What is it this week on your cultural <laughs> review, Matt? Um, <clears throat> the city of Prague. Ah, what's it like or then? Praha, as we call it. You call it what? What? Praha. You just go at the end of a sentence. That's oh, well, how that I do Beatles covers. <laughs> I've learned the language in a couple of days. What? Go on, in, say something. Um... Chiqui means that thank mean? you. How much for Plus a lap means please. What does that mean? Can I touch you? No. <laughs> what does that mean? How much to get you out of here oh, for the night? That's the cliche of Prague, whereas I lived, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, what do you do then? Oh, we got off the beaten track, yeah. You did, had actually. a special little beach, did ya? Yeah. Beach in Prague? With Leo DiCaprio, was it? <laughs> Experienced the real one with a Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Um, well, loads of things happened, but mm. I did go to some weird clubs. What happened? Clubs with pipes and clocks and stuff. Pipe clubs? Yeah. What's that for? You like pipes? I do like pipes, actually. Do you? You wouldn't fit in. Uh, I went to a shooting <laughs> range, right? Why? 
because unlike here, there's no yeah. law. Well, good. Oh, is that or bad? No, perhaps? bad. But it's, I mean, it's like I, I used Kalashnikov. Look at my little boring shopping list. I some oats, I'd like you to milk. know that Matt is now clocking off his guns on his little fingers. Kalashnikov. Kalashnikov. Um, that makes a shotgun. Glocks. Glock nine millimeter. Mm. Um, uh, Magnum. People, I know, but they're dangerous. They're disgusting. Dirty they, little were, things. It's terrible. They were invented. But in a sporting yeah. scenario like that, it wasn't like I was running around town like a cowboy shooting signs off shops. <laughs> yeah! I'm a really good marksman. Marksman? You're That's not what you a call marksman. It. You're not. I bet you were some bloody hillbilly firing it up in here. Oh, it's loud. It's got. It's hot. It smells. <laughs> oh, pooey! Excuse me, Mister. This pipe just done a blow off. <laughs> It's <laughs> uh, good, but it don't, I mean the power of them. Mm. Like, because in the films you just don't realise how powerful they are. In the films, what, what films? Is that old, all films, <laughs> all films. In the films, encounter. I went to the pictures. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you don't realise that, and also if you take your ear protectors off, how loud that's like a shotgun. It's so, so loud. Yeah, I know. I don't agree with them. You'd like it honestly because you're Why? power crazed. Oh yes, of course. Imagine I you know. held a gun. Imagine how fast mm. it would be to sack people. Good lord, yes. I'll just, I'll just produce my gun. I wouldn't yeah. even say you've been fired now. But it's almost important to say this, uh, that uh, guns are bad. Well, of course guns are bad, bloody things. They're a nuisance. But you, they are awesome. Racket. The power of them is just yeah, well, no scary. Wonder. America has become spellbound as a nation by them. The right to bear arms, right at the heart of their constitution. They really care about it. You should, people shouldn't have guns. I think we shouldn't have nothing. Just stand around. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's one of my new theories. Nope. Scrap them. Scrap those ambulances, smash them to bits, then dance around their bones. That's one of my new ideas. Come on, let's read out this. Hang thing. on, that's not the end of my cultural review. Oh, go on, not... I've learned nothing about Prague. Guns are nice. <laughs> that's Matt Morgan's cultural Guns review. Guns are nice, but powerful. And nice Guns are nice, but powerful you know, in the correct context. Yeah, but, correct you know, context. that's like saying, oh, that's I'd good. like to watch porn, but I would certainly wouldn't interfere with it's myself. It's difficult to get wheat-free and dairy-free food there. That's not the culture of Prague. What about them, like, buildings that look all, like, fairy tales? Yeah, the castle's very nice. Yeah, the castle's very <laughs> nice. Oh, he's a brilliant journalist, isn't he? Oh, it's like, really, it's like David Bellamy, the way he really <laughs> feels biology and botany. He really brought yeah, Prague to life. Yeah, it's because it's an struggle against you. All right, I you don't exactly nurture the review, do you? All right. Oh, go on, mate. You do your best. It. Do your best. I can't do it now. Do a review. Sulking. What about Franz Kafka? He was one of the greatest bloody writers there's ever been. He lived in Prague. You ain't even mentioned him or Metamorphosis or the trial or nothing. I've read Metamorphosis. I bet you haven't read any Kafka in Uh, life. yes, I have. He turned into a, a centipede. Gutted! <laughs> <laughs> and he, he could the get beetle. his shoes on because there's a hundred feet. It takes too long to up his shoes. his name? I remember the bloke's name. Uh, someone must have been telling lies about Joseph K. For one day, no reason at all. That's the, that's the trial. His name's uh, Grigor Samsa, who oh, turns into a thing. He turns into a thing. He turns into a beetle. Yeah. It's a short story called. Called Metamorphosis by Frank. Shame Noel's not on the Noel's not on the phone. He'd appreciate a story like that. A normal man who one day turns into a beetle. There's <laughs> <laughs> a story that send a shiver down the spine of every Gallagher. You want me to nurture? Uh, so I'll the nurture. food is very sort of like it's. Um... Oh look, he's, he just started moving his hands around like Davy Bellamy. Then he started to move it. See, look, oh. this is the pecking I took. <laughs> pecky pecky. <laughs> ping, ping. I should have made notes. You should have, and don't just tap your stupid mouth. Oh, there's a few other things I've noticed about London that I'd yeah. like to discuss. No! All right, <laughs> you can have one more chance at Culture Review. Do another jingle. That one is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> All we've learned is Matt likes guns. I don't... I respect it's just like it. having Robert Mugabe do a Culture <laughs> Review. <laughs> 
Ryan Dave, is that right? Robert Mugabe's cultural review. I like gums. <laughs> something I've noticed about London recently. Oh, yeah. In Matt's new item, something I've noticed about <laughs> London recently. In black cabs, it's got yeah. a sign in there. It what says, about our uh, manager, Nick? He goes, black cabs. He says, black cabs. Yeah. He stresses it wrong. Goes, I, I got, I got run over by a black cab. That makes him sound a bit stupid, the fact that he got run over. Stupid racist. Like as if like, the blackness is the important thing about it, rather than the cab. You won't racist to a car. Yeah, but you won't run over by the colour. It was you run over black by the cab. cab. It's like if you go a yeah, cab. Yeah, that's why you go black go, cab. How'd you know it was a cab? Black cab. It was a black. I got run over by a black cab. I got run over by a black. So cab. This is what I mean about my review. Go on, sorry, so what's go happened? On. Do you want to do another jingle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it's like a project where I'm being helped out of a difficult really lifestyle. Uh, tra- it says this sign, right? Travel in peace, as in peace and tranquility. Yeah. And arrive in one piece. That's and that's rubbish. like a boast. To boast, you'll arrive in one piece. Oh, makes thank you think. God. Imagine you arri- arrived in two pieces. Yeah, or nine. Like, even if one was like a thumb. Yeah. And the rest of your body was I the other even bit. want a bit of fingernail coming off or a bogey to drop out because it went too fast out of a stop. I wouldn't even like that. <laughs> I want, like, nothing to happen, out never. Stop. You know, yeah, have a stop. It stopped, let go too but that's fast. weird, isn't it, that's really in taxis? I don't think it is, and I've never seen it, and I think you're lying. <laughs> so that you can have a longer item on the show, which you've not prepared, because you're too busy thinking about I've made a, a note date. in my phone. A date with a girl that you have met in a lap dancing club. Oh, right? you were there as well. I was there to find out what on earth you were doing there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason I was there. And I want that on the record, and I will go there again if you plan to go back. No, you were to see your tireless work to keep an eye on me when you went off to that little room. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's a telescope in there for I watching was, me. I thought Matt's not going to feel very natural with me sat right near him. I'll go and observe him from this booth. <laughs> Unfortunately, you and Bill Oddy in there, <laughs> kind of hide, covered in knickers. Bill, you're not supposed to take your trousers down. It's against the protocol of a booth. <laughs> Give us a cuddle, though. Oh, sorry, Bill, no touching. Why have you outed us as lap dance club officially? Because we're just a couple of guys. We don't normally do that thing, that sort of thing. No, we're, we're doing... really pretty not sexy. It's quite good, actually, days. going in I there. I had the greatest time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. something quite simple about it. There all. is, Matt, but I think there's probably a, a scene oh, of tragedy. All oh. right, we won't go into it. All right, we won't go into it. I no, 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 it. but I just thought you were going to pretend that you cared. <laughs> oh, no, good Lord. There's I probably gonna... a scene of tragedy in a place like this, Matt. Hey, you probably noticed that I'm crying. That's I'm crying. Cause you girls down in the dumps uh, with man, your I just big went to the toilet. Lumps. I had a single tear run down. I've dried it now. It's gone. <laughs> it was because of all the problems. Now, finally, one with big tit. <laughs> I, was a- I think the bigger the tits, the happier their life is. I don't no. know if that's true. I was a bit like that Native American guy crying about all that rubbish. I had a single tear, but in the end, it sort of just ran down and made me feel a bit turn on. Yeah, your flies run down. Oh, oh God, it's when I get sad. Um, I undo those flies to let the grief come whiffing out. <laughs> oh, no, the grief's climbing out. No, nothing like that happened. It was all very... It's quite nice, though, because you feel quite looked after when you hang around for celebrity. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? The old fame. You can use it to your advantage. Now then, here's an interesting new brilliant thing I'm doing. Helping kids! There's this thing called Media Box. It's this charity, right? I've become involved with it. Every week from now on, there'll be a couple of disadvantaged kids. Oh, not disadvantaged. Uh... Stupid kids. (laughs) I'm mucking about. Look, it said it's for disadvantaged on the leaflet. Disadvantaged kids from backgrounds where they normally wouldn't be able to make a little film. They made little films. I went along, announced it. It was at Channel 4. These kids, different kids, different backgrounds. (coughs) That's just me coughing. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) He's got a cough, ain't he? So anyway, over the next week or whatever, 
Ten weeks. We'll have uh, some kids coming in here talking about these films they made. Hang on. One girl, cerebral palsy, she won it. She called Georgina, I think. And then right, that's not a great another girl for talking in about care. film. Well, I, what do you want me to do, mate? Draw a picture, send it down a wire. I'm not buzzed, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all I can to help these kids. Because, look, look, what was happening? It was a charity event. I'm hosting it. And I was going to these people, do what you can to help. You're in a position of power. And then someone shouted out, why don't you do something? No one shouted nothing. Certainly not Count Dracula's <laughs> neck. <laughs> she went there. Oh, we'll get it. Russell, why don't you contribute? Why ain't your wing better yet? <laughs> well, what? I, bet, I bet you this is yeah. something you've... Gone, yeah, yeah, come hey. down, it's groovy. Hey, thought, oh no. Hey, guess what? If you want some help, come down my radio show. You know, you guys, I was at a lap dancing place last night. I cried a single tear. <laughs> you should have seen me, I was so upset. I very nearly forgot to kidnap three of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I never kidnap nobody. It's not kidnapping, is it? Not if people consent. So, right, okay, yeah, so from now on, we're helping children. Well, young Good. people. Finally, putting something back. Hi, what about them other things I do and put things back? Suppose you sponsored me. If you didn't exactly support when? my taxi idea about this travelling one piece thing, it wasn't very you good. Poo pooed it. <laughs> I did poo poo it. It was a right lot of tosh. It's mate. a very strange thing to write in a taxi, and I didn't make it up. A lot of toot it was. Oh, uh, you spat on me. Some of your ideas are a lot of toot. So when are these kids coming in? Well, I don't know, one a week. My favourite one, oh, he's not supposed to have favourites. One of the ones <laughs> was, was called Charlotte. She didn't care. She was all delicate. I thought, oh, you lovely thing. And she'd made this little film. It was all good. And you all live up there in your good. big house on your own with a cat. Actually, it's not right, is it? But Throw your doors open. Throw them open to anyone who wants to come live with old Russ. Not yet, though. In about ten years. <laughs> and the old doors are open in about ten years' time. Them oh, doors are open. It's just ten years to get it ready. Just ten years. Just, get... just paint the playroom. Oh, they're going to love it in here. Ten years. Ten years. It's going to be all nice. Paint's not dry yet. Ten years. Is it a rolling ten years? Yes. It rolls and rolls. It never fades. Over the horizon. There is that ten years. It's never. Just outreach. Just the other side and never happening. No, well, I'm going to definitely do a revolution. After talking to Dickie Dawkins on our new item, I've lost my door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do respect him and I respect his mind and a lot of his views and some of his motives, but you are right in saying... I think he's a little close-minded. Do you, mate? Well, he doesn't go, well, maybe, but he sort of goes, no, no, absolutely not. What if I was to tell you, Matt, throughout that conversation, he was dressed up as Jesus, but he was aroused sex-wise? Would that change your opinion of him? No, because you say that about people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, when you did the conversation what? with him... Yeah. And uh, you weed in two cups. I did weed in two cups, actually, because I didn't want to pop... How did we do? I did we? Because I didn't want to pop to the bog when I'm on the phone and... I lost my donkey! Because I thought it would be impolite. Oh, and it's not impolite to be going, yeah, so what do you think about... Uh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Just finishing. <laughs> I didn't turn into Prince Charles. Prince Charles wouldn't do that. He's a noble man. Is he, though, Matt? Or does he talk to plants? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> ignoble. It's not very noble, is it? No, I said it's not ignoble. It might be. If What if he said to it, Ooh, you stupid plant. <laughs> I'm better than you. Much I've got better. legs. I've got a suit on, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've got to perform in front of the Queen. I don't think I want to. Good. I'm not in the mood. Pull out. Shall I pull out? Look at you. Shall I pull out? You've been to Oxford University. I'm sucking Royalty. Up yeah, but hold on. I'm learning. I'm learning about all these different things, and then I'm going to overthrow the government, mate. No, that's what they do. They'll they pull you apart. They suck you in. Bit by bit until you want an OBE or you want to right. become a dom. What do I want an OBE for? Unless it's OB1 Kenobi. I'd like that. Mate, whenever you're up for an award, 
Oh, yeah. You get obsessed with it. I love awards. I love them. It's because I never got enough awards as a kid. That's why I identify what with the kid kids does in that get enough cherry. awards? Sam! Now, why have I had such a not enough awards when I was a kid? Why? That's why I'm helping Media Box. Some of them kids ain't had any awards yet. Well, not in my name. I'll get them all the awards they need, them kids. But Don't just say this and then not do it, because we'll these do are kids it. Nick, the producer, it's your responsibility. I'm talent. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm out of my mind <laughs> on caffeine and cough mixture. For God's sake, I drunk some tick tea licks or something just now. My mum make mistakes with me. Now then, it's time for Matt's new item. <laughs> something I once saw in the back of a cab. <laughs> but before that, Penny Lane by the Beatles. Looking oh, more confused God. by buds. Looking around all confused. Thinking about a smouldering gun. <laughs> Penny Lane. Penny Lane by the Beatles there. I really liked that song. And I liked to, liked to go to Penny Lane. There was a girl at my school called Penny Lane. And I sort of went out. No way. She, yeah, she was a year below me. But she was pretty sexy, actually, thinking about it. Like, you know. Penny Lane, that was her name? Yeah. But so the Lane. Lane family, they'd liked the Beatles, so they'd gone, let's I call guess, her Penny. I guess so, mate. I mean, I didn't I do can only search. imagine. <laughs> I was too busy looking at her and thinking, poor, Penny Lane is in my ears and damn my trousers. That's what I was thinking, to tell you the absolute truth, son. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't queue up when I'm 64. Why do you keep putting that, that on I'm here? I'm queued up. That just, it's always in there. <laughs> it's just gone on to the next thing. Well, don't, I don't want to keep hearing it. Mate, the yeah, nation themselves. feels the same. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to advertise, is it? It's not like I'm going, I'm Russell Brand, singer of when I'm 64. You'd Writer. You would have done if it had gone down. Stand up. Well. Yeah, I probably would have, yeah. Other thing I do, what's that? This radio show. Other thing I do, uh, acting in a film, some films, about three different ones now. So, you know, uh, you know, do the averages. Yes, that reminds me, coming up <laughs> is England's, we have to say, most successful comedian, don't we? Or is it Sasha Baron Cohen? What, uh, it's Ricky Gervais well, or Sasha Baron it? Cohen at the moment. Fame and power. At the moment? At the moment. I'd say, um... Because of Borat, yeah, yeah, the success of Borat. Because right. he got Ali G in the USA on, you know... Yeah, okay, all right then. England's... Well, I don't, he won't like it if we queue him up as the second most successful career. So he's Ricky Gervais. He's gonna, like, so we recorded this with Ricky Gervais, who's, that's, you know, regardless of any imaginary league table, a very fine, brilliant comedian, creator of The Office and extras, Ricky Gervais. He spoke to us on the phone. You didn't say that much. What are you doing, texting someone? I don't... He doesn't know who I am. So if I started talking... All right. Oh, wise prophet. What's with the hand gestures <laughs> since you've done your item? You've gone berserk. <laughs> I'm still worried about this arriving one piece. G's been interested in it. He's asking the context <laughs> well, of it. Tell me what is the thrust of your argument. It's arrive a weird thing peace. to say. It's a weird like, visual image uh, but the thing to is, boast that you will arrive is without having printed? your body split into bits. Twain. Was it, is it written in pen or what? No, it's is a it sign. A, is it a black goes, cab? A like, mini cab? I what think, kind of cab? Black cab. I think Where it's saying. Where were you in this cab? I think it's what. When were you in this cab? When did this all take place? Coming here, actually. So it's obviously not a black cab. It's not a proper London taxi. No, it taxi. was a black cab. It was a com cab. How come he's getting proper good taxis? I like them better. They know where they're no, going. Don't. They can use bus lanes. Yeah. No, it wasn't like a random taxi. It was a com cab. You know, when they're booked on account. Com cab, eh? And then it said arriving peace, arriving one piece. No, it it's goes travel in peace. Yeah. I know it's what well, I know what it is. Travel in peace, arriving one piece. Peace. Right. It's like going. Oh, if you get the bus or an illegal minicab, yeah, you, might you might get chopped up. Oh, no, I wouldn't like that. But it's like to arrive, you know... It's What's like, his number? This sounds quite good. So he guarantees he you're going to arrive in peace. So it's like a, you know... No, I see your point. It's like the Always. bus when he said on the back of the bus, could you keep this bus on the road, call this number? 
And they needed drivers. Well, like, you said, like, that's the minimum requirement. Yeah, exactly. Well done. You've managed not to run over any pedestrians. Ah, your passengers have all arrived in one piece, apart <laughs> from that guy who stepped out too early and got <laughs> cut in half by a bike. He's responsible for that himself. Look at him. But the two halves are living independent lives now, and they both seem perfectly happy. Like a worm. Yeah. A that's worm. not true, is it? A worm has sex with itself, and no one ever blames them. What, does it go in a circle? Yeah, I suppose so. Let's listen to this Ricky Gervais thing, Matthew. Uh, Ricky Gervais, who you... Cruelly shunned. And I, I didn't shun. Brilliantly. If I'd have said something, you'd have gone. Be quiet. Psst. Psst. This is your act. I don't even know him. We're part of the same comedy fraternity. When it's you, you scuttlebug. How dare you dress so rich? You caught us. Come back to your visible. Under the desk. You know what happens when there's a phone call? It was never a dress for Richard to be in. <laughs> that was like Enoch Powell once said in his declining years after he'd got over the old racism scam that he was pulling. Right, let's listen to Ricky Gervais, one of the world's best comedians, talking to us, well, me mostly, because Matt was like a scurrying whipped cur under the bed. <laughs> Russell Brown. Ricky? Hello. We've come into it in a really inane, frivolous way, and you're, you sound really serious. You all right? Of course I'm all right. Well, where are you? What's going on? Uh, sorry, have we started? Well, or is this a preamble before the, the pure genius happened? Uh, it, it, <laughs> I suppose it, it depends on the standard. I, th- I think we should probably call this a preamble. And okay, a, let's call it a preamble. A stilted um, one um, at I'm, that. I don't want to waste the magic. No, I'm come in New York. On. Yeah, let's not leave it all in the gym. All right, then. Well, uh, thank you. Uh, look, this is preamble. Uh, thanks for doing this, Ricky. That's very nice of you, that's mate. Right. Cheers. No, that's, uh, my pleasure. Cheers. Well, I appreciate. I'm it. not talking like it's a preamble. I'm, I'm talking like I'm on this morning with. Oh, it's my pleasure. To yeah, be here. I know, and I'm not talking like it's a pre. I think this is actually broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> I love your standards. Yeah, I no, think this is actually broadcastable. That's what you're aiming at, for <laughs> just to be broadcastable. What could is this tolerable? Brilliant. What an aspiration there. Well done. Yeah. It's not. Let's start. I'm, I'm ready when you are. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, right, we've got a very special guest. He's on the telephone, I believe he's in New York. Actual Ricky Gervais. Woo! All right, Ricky, how are you? Hello. Wow, I didn't know I was going to get applause. This is, it's like, you're like the new Steve Wright. You've yeah. Posse. Hold on a minute, it's one of our wacky characters who's coming in. It's Mr. Angry. Hey, I'm really angry. Oh, you, you're always cross Although, about something. Well, I've got something in common with him, because he doesn't comb his hair either. What do you mean? I think, I think that's a good aspiration to be the new Steve Wright. And, no, you should be like, um... What's his name? Go on. Oh, you ha- hairy cornflake. The hairy, you can be the, the hairy crack pipe. You okay. can be oh. <laughs> oh, thank you not to inhibit my progress as a broadcaster and entertainer. Oh, let, me, let me... Oh, come on, that's a privilege to be dubbed by, let's face it, Britain's premier international comedian. So, <laughs> I take that on, I'll do a jingle for you and everything. Here he is. He's over there in New York. He's having his moment in the sunshine. How's it... What are, you, what are you up to out there? Um, I'm doing, um... A film. Is it all right? Did you write it? No, it was written by um, David Kep, who um, did uh, the new Indiana Jones. He's done Spider-Man. He wrote Carlito's Way. Very much an action film. Well, no, no, with me, it isn't. I had to do a bit of running the other day, oh, and uh, I, could, I could manage three takes, and I went, that's enough. I'm like Frank Sinatra. I go, you've got that, and yeah. I go back to my trailer. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the kind of aspirational attitude that we bring to our radio show. That'll okay. do. I've That'll done a do. bit of jogging. Exactly. Yeah, stick no, it go in. On. Be, be called the airy crack pipe. Oh, do you know what? Go on. Um, talking of drugs, which I know you don't like to. But oh no, I'm not me. I wouldn't um, like to hark on about that. Carl is furious that your book is beating it in the charts. Is you know he? What he said to me. Go he on. went, "I'm being beaten by Russell Brand." He went. He said, "Maybe I should take up heroin." <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think opiates is what Carl Pilkinson needs, really. No, and that's, that's and that's all behind you. And but the good, I tell you what, yeah. the good thing, you know, I, I like it when you get a round of applause on a chat show for going. I'm not a heroin addict anymore. Well, I've never been a heroin addict. Where's my round of applause? You well, you've, you've never been through it. I mean, well, I don't know. Well, I don't. What well, have you, you really? Didn't get a round of applause. What have you that? overcome? Oh, I don't manage suede anymore. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done. Let's give up managing suede. I don't know. Where... <laughs> I'm not a pop star in Japan anymore. Oh, well done, Ricky. It's not oh, a pop star. I'm not on the eleven o'clock show anymore. Oh, well done. Well <laughs> done. Look. The good, the good thing about uh, heroin is that it's easier to start than stop. So if you ever think you've made a mistake, you can always go back to it. It's always going to be there. That's never going anywhere. That's a given. I can get back on that I dragon any time, day or but night. You just be careful, because it is very Moorish. It's a bit like serial killing. You think, oh, look, I'll just murder one person, see what it's like. Yeah. And you go, and then you go, oh, oh, blimey. God, that was a laugh. Oh, oh, I've got the horn for that. And then you, before you know it, you're down the local hardware store buying a new hammer. Yeah. So just be careful. I'm, yeah, I'm already imagining a necklace of trinkets, a sort of earlobe jewellery set I'm thinking of getting together. Like, it seems a bit absurd to uh, plug any of your products. They seem to sell themselves, but uh, you've got DVD. It's called, it's called Fame. Is, it's called Fame. Is it good, you, uh, is it? I didn't, I didn't see you in the audience. Everyone turned up. Even the royal family turned up, but oh, no yeah. Russell Brand. You're sort of the royal family of the, the pop generation, aren't you? You're sort of Britain's premier sort of androgynous... Poppy goth things. Thank and you. It would have been great to have that audience that's there. It, that's inc incredibly, Although, incredibly niche. Because in people couldn't have seen through your hair, but right at the back with with Prince Charles and his family and Madonna, <laughs> it would have been lovely to see you there. But I he didn't, do so like he being the monarch of a demographic so tiny that I could be its entire royal family. Ricky, right? Paul, Paul McKenna was once doing this, giving me a, like a pep talk. You know how he does pep talks and that. It was giving me a pep talk to make me feel good before a performance, like a hypnotic pep talk. And he goes, Russell, you are a great man. You're very brilliant. You're the premier entertainer in your genre. <laughs> <laughs> Androgynous yeah. goth comics. <laughs> Thanks. It's definitely either you or Noel Fielding. Anyway, you're you're on a par. I like it when they that people come up with a, a category that they can be king of. Like that. Hold on a minute. I'll just. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Um, sorry, I'm on the phone. Okay, thanks, Chief. Ooh, real life, real life, Ricky Gervais um, in New York. There. I mean, uh, no, it's one of those uh, managed departments. It's a lovely flat, mm. but. It's the best of both worlds because it's got like hotel amenities. So, yeah. is it? Does it not feel a bit like it's for the elderly? Uh, no, because I think it's all I don't know what luxurious. Like, I think it's all like diplomats and uh, things like that. So, uh, okay. it's, uh, and it's on the Upper East Side, mm. and I've just been listening to Vaughan Williams to remind me of England, oh, which is the you. greatest country in the world. But New York is, along with London, the greatest city in the world. So I feel I'm a very lucky boy, as are you. Now you're off the heroin. Oh, I guess. Very... No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm getting a round of applause here in studio for that. People are really... It's a bit of a muted, stilted round of applause, admittedly. Hey, Ricky, uh, yeah, yeah. what's the other thing that you've got? Uh, yeah, extras. Extras is coming out, right? That's a, like extras Christmas special. Is that what it is? I feel bad now because things. you're doing really well and you're plugging it for me. And, uh, and, mm. uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, but I feel guilty about coming on a show and not entertaining and having a No, you've nice been good. You've been, no, no, you're good. You, you, you're gold, Ricky, to have you on our show. You know, the very fact that you turned up to hear you open the door to an orderly is a privilege for our <laughs> listeners. It's probably the best produced <laughs> item on the show. No, I haven't got any. Oh, yeah, oh, I've got out of flannels and box sets and... Yeah, but fame. Fame's the one. No, 
Thank, well, thanks, yeah, it's, it's doing fine. You don't need to plug that, but thank you so much. Of course, I, don't I, I forget my DVD. My, I've got a DVD myself. At the, at the risk of sounding like, you know, Carby and Kenny Lynch, I, I, um, I'd like to work for a long time. I, um, I hated you on MTV, right? And then you yeah. started growing on me. It was, it was over a few days when I saw you on that Big Brother thing. I thought, it's brilliant. It's, oh, he's lovely and he's articulate and he's funny and he's, oh, he's great. Then I went off you again because I got sick of the sight of you. <laughs> and now, and now, now, and now, now it's all settled down. Lovely. I think you're you're really good. I booked you for your first big gig of the. Uh, oh, have you you did? That? No, I've not forgotten that. You've been there. You've been very yeah, much I, a godfather. I, I, I'm sort of your uh, you're my Jethro. So I'm Desert Connor, and you're Jethro. Do you know what I mean? I'll always have you out. I, I was going to go for Vito and my, Michael Corleone, but I, I will accept Jethro and Des. <laughs> that has the same sort of cachet. Ricky, can I just say quickly, right? In my autobiography, you are in it as a, like, obviously referenced as one of the greats of English comedy, but furthermore, an incident where I once rang you up and described some of my antics in Reading. Do you recall that day? Oh, what was your antics in Reading? I, I remember we spoke on the phone, but what was my... What I was... slept with some big, fat prostitutes in your hometown, described it to you in a, dis sort of in a despicable manner, in a sort of, in a, I think, an ill-conceived attempt to bond, and just as I finished the anecdote, you went, right, I'm going now, all right, bye, like that, and I went, oh, so I didn't mean to offend you, you went, no, and I think, I don't know, I could never tell if you had legitimately, legitimately had to go somewhere, or you were just disgusted by the well, anecdote. I, I don't know, maybe it was the first time I met someone, they started to... <laughs> Describing <laughs> flaps of skin to me, I thought this is weird. And usually, you say, "Oh, do you like the editors? I, I like them. I like, do you like the killers?" It, it wasn't the usual. So I probably went quiet, let you finish, and then went. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember that. That's it's... not the same. It wasn't interesting. No, it's, it's a good. Yeah. I, I probably had a lot of phone calls that day. But yeah. I do remember a phone call from you, Russell. I, yeah. Sorry about this. But this is. You can edit this out. Oh, no, it's live. It's, it's, we're live on Radio 2. It's... You mean, yeah, no, it's a, the, the fact that you have censored that conversation from your, even your memory, Ricky, it's, it's <laughs> confirms my worst fears about <laughs> the way I was conducting myself that day. Ricky, thank you very much for coming <laughs> on our show. It's uh, very generous of you, and, uh, it's, well, uh, good luck oh, out there. You are an ambassador and an inspiration could, to I, all English I, comics. I'll do it again. Tell me when you're free again. I, I'll call it again. The next time, it, it'll be... Interesting, and I'll take it. And, and the public will learn something, not just that I've got a DVD out, and now you're no longer on the heroin. Well done, by the way. Thank, no, well thanks, done, but no one ever mentioned. Thank you, thank you. So well oh, there they go. Even there in in his <laughs> in his sheltered housing in New York, people are applauding. Ricky, yeah, yeah. thank you, thank <laughs> you so much, mate. Russell. Carry on trailblazing. God bless you, Gervais. Russell Brand. Right, that was Ricky's race there. Now, I was in a lap dancing club, I'm studying law, I've got a chipped tooth out right off my brace. Well, if you focus on the facts, yeah. then you would have understood what I said. I went to the toilet in the lap dancing club, and you mm -hmm. know there's a man in the toilet who sells aftershave, lollipops and stuff like that, and there's money on the truck. Lollipops, lollipops, ba-doo, ba-doo, ba-doo. Ba yeah, okay, there's a yes, man in there. that's a song about lollipops. I think you lollipops. imagined him. No. I don't think he was really there. Did well, he touch you? No. God bless you. Tried everything. <laughs> no, and he was reading a book on law, and I just started talking to him. And then I thought, oh no, I've talked to him. And then I've got to give him Why some money. Why did you think, oh no, I've talked to him? Because then you got to give him money. And you got him going, did you? <laughs> Lead him on a bit, did you? So I give him shut the old up. wink, did you? <laughs> <laughs> so I got the, the smallest denomination of money I had was five pounds. I right? gave one five pounds. I didn't make a scene. You're famous. Oh yeah. That's true. I saw you, that's you trying to buy people off, not to go. He's an asshole in real life. <laughs> What's with the swearing tits? Ask. What's up. next?
<laughs> Even though it's a pre-record and we can beep that out, little lovely Nick's face would like his dad, the Reverend Nick Dad, was there watching because his dad is a vicar. He like, looked all like someone had put electricity through him. The word of the law. God knows what your dad would think of you collaborating with Dickie Dawkins. Your dad would be out of a job, mate. Think about that. Next time you get guests on the show trying to ruin your dad's <laughs> career. What's up with him? Go on then. She was in the toilet. Yes, saying, let me tell my story. I'm enjoying it to death. <laughs> <laughs> so I put a fiver on the little plate, mm. right, and then I use some aftershave. You shouldn't call him that. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, you, I stupidly, forgetting I because I was drunk, yeah. I have a brace now, which oh, yeah. the nation will be gripped by. <laughs> they probably will if they're lap dancers, <laughs> the way you carry on gnawing through them like a dirty old mule and chomping down there. on an haystack. I sit there quiet and ashamed <laughs> until it's all over. You swagger around like Tony Montana. I don't. With a cigar between each and every one of your fingers like <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> hey girls, Matt's in town! Whopping out Monopoly money pretending it's real. <laughs> trying to get free cuddles. Anyway, this story's rubbish. Yeah, cool, alright. So, so I ate a, a, It's a good story. I right? ate a humbug, right? In a, I thought, oh, humbugs, I forgot they existed. <laughs> Put it in my mouth, bit well, down you said that to cause a conversation. No, I said it in my head. You bother to say something to yourself in your own head? Yeah. Oh, I'm bugged. I didn't know that existed. Good point, Matt. Remember to bring it up on the show. <laughs> Chain away writing little one-man shows to your own brain. <laughs> then what happened? So I ate the humbug and it pulled most of my brace off. Did it? Yeah. That's what? why I went to, had to go there in emergency to have it fixed today. You didn't mention this last night. I suppose you were too busy looming about over lap dances. Well, I was eating the humbug and I thought, there's hard bits in this, like the metal bits. So mm. I just swallowed it. You swallowed I, the brace? Well, not all, <laughs> not all of it. We're out of control, mate. One side of it. You just chomped it down. I remember yeah. you gabbling on about something while we was there and that. You just don't listen to me, do you? I was going, I've eaten half of my brace. Yeah, no, but you were drunk. You weren't making very much sense. You go, my teeth are falling out and all this sort of stuff. All then the you said you loved that. me. You tried no, to didn't. take my trousers down. I said, I don't work here. And if, <laughs> if I did, there would be a no-touching policy. More than ever, with the likes of you, chomper. I said, so, oh, right, you chomped down. Have they prepared it? Yes, it's all repaired now. Well, you look lovely. Congratulations. There can't be any of your heroes nearby because your head's the size of a 50 pence piece. <laughs> now, is there anything you want to do? Are you going to do an item? Because this is actually the radio. I don't know if you're aware. We've just had Ricky Gervais, one of the best comedians in the damn world, on. And you're sat jabbering on about things you say inside your own mind when you're in a toilet. <laughs> you do as well. You go into a toilet to prepare for everything you do. Yes, I do. I do, actually, to make sure that that's how we maintain this high standard of broadcasting constantly. Now, here, for example, is an email that we received from a listener on my new item, email from a listener. John Squires is his name. I work as a healthcare assistant in Southampton General Hospital. One of my responsibilities is to measure the patient's blood sugar, which involves a small syringe prick to the fingertip. NHS protocols say we should warn the patient they might feel a small scratch. Yeah, I don't like them saying scratch. Cause it, Matt, are you texting a lap dancer? What on earth? You're, I'm doing a brilliant email. Brilliant it is. G is drooling into his own lap. And Matt is texting a lap dancer. I am not. I and I alone idiot. are maintaining a radio <laughs> I show. I'm texting the guys at Media Box saying he did it. <laughs> right, oh, come on, everyone at Media Box. We're giving you all the support you bally well need. Them kids will be here next week. They're brightest buttons, some of them. They're trying to stitch me up. So I'm, I'm not stitching you up. Well, we were texting. You up, then. 
Go on then, stitch me up. What have I ever done? I ever. focus on the last bit of the email you say, and I get the whole gist of it from that. You little pig! The whole email's <laughs> important. Because I wouldn't read it. You just get a gist. Yeah. You've been doing this whole radio show all these years on a gist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do listen normally. What happened in this one? I don't know. It was all loud, and you were shouting. And I <laughs> there's zoned a person. There's a person who, because well, you were texting. What is it? A monkey's <laughs> an elephant because he got drunk. <laughs> a dolphin's had a baby called Jesus. <laughs> all the usual stuff you go on about. Actually, Matthew, you might be surprised to know that someone at Southampton General Hospital is using one of our catchphrases, "pin pin." pin, pin. Oh, right, yeah. So I give administering thumb pricks. pricks. I heard finger prick or thumb prick. But perhaps that's not important to you in your new <laughs> lifestyle of texting Tootsa Bell or whoever your latest flame is <laughs> while I run this radio show. I can't do this marriage on my own. <laughs> this is near the end of the email. Now try to focus. I'm totally focused. Unless you want to get married to a rent boy or something. <laughs> Here we go. NHS protocol say we should warn the patient they might feel a small scratch. At which point, in the prior That's meeting, not right word, is it? I made that point. You'd have known that, Matt, <laughs> if you weren't busy talking to a chat line. Because yes, because it isn't a scratch; it's a jab, isn't it? Or even better, pin pin. <clears throat> I've now changed this to a hearty pin 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 pin, which is much more pa- popular with my patients and what, colleagues. What he says? Oh, you might feel a small pin pin. <laughs> no, he just goes instead of going, you might. Sp- <laughs> Instead of going, you might feel a small scratch, he just goes to someone there, probably about to have a test for serious blood diseases, and he goes, pin pin! <laughs> Brilliant. Actually, no, it's for blood sugar, so it's not, that's not bad, is it? I don't think, unless you've got diabetes or something. So there we go. Thank you very much, Nurse John Squires. Pin pin in his way for hospital. I love him. Hold on, look at this. From Char- Shall I do another email, Matt? Or, do you know, is, do you want to give Dieter Von Tees a text message? Well, she hasn't got back to me yet, so carry on. Despicable business all around. This is from Charlie. Hello, Russell, Matt, Mr G, and Vicar's son, Nick, who betrayed his father by getting Richard Dawkins on the show. Last week, you spoke of how Matt went to an art trip with a banana in his hood. I would just like to tell you of a similar event, what happened to me. We had a non-school uniform day... Hold on. We had a non-school uniform dress as fruit day at school. What a preposterous day to have had. How's anyone <laughs> going to learn anything from that? I made a very half-hearted attempt at a costume. However, when sitting in assembly, someone placed a half-eaten sandwich in my hood. I had no idea the sandwich was there. Went round the school for most of the day without noticing. Thanks for reading my email. Well, I'm glad that I have read it, Charlie, about having a sandwich in her hood. How Do you know what's you damaging about it is yeah. you have to then reassess the whole day. Think... Oh, oh, that, that bit moment. where I said that good thing and walked off. Yeah. Oh, that bit where I was running and everything yeah. was nice. All turns into a big stupid lie. This is how I feel when learning you just get the gist of emails. I don't. Look how focused on you I am. You really look focused. I feel positively nauseous. Do you know what? You're doing so well. I've got a mind to give you an item. <laughs> do you want to do an item? <laughs> no, I don't, because it's like trying to do an item in a, in a riot. <laughs> mm. I've been to a riot. Stop. I've got a cold! Yeah, what do you want me to do? Gob it out, a wee in a cup, while talking to Professor Dawkins, who you compared to a Bagpuss character. Uh, this, these are all about Pin Pin. This, I was going through this, looking for a topic that weren't Pin Pin. Look, Pin Pin. I enjoy doing Pin Pinnery. I've spent 11 days about six sex. Pin Pin, Pin Pin. Look at this. Pin Nonsense. Pin. Nonsense. It's, it's the Pin Pin pile. Nick's coming here. Pin Pin, it's all it says. Pin Pin, I'm not criticising. Do you not it. understand the concept of piles about different topics? No. These are all about pin pin. Pin pin, pin 
Pin! All of it. That's all it says. I was shocked. I heard about Pin Pin. Hold on. I was watching the Mighty Boosh, says Ollie. And the word Pin Pin is spread in the television. The bad guy was defeated by a stab of a safety pin. Look at that. But did anyone say Pin Pin? Then Jeremy Paxman Pin Pin someone. That's not true. Come on. Is Pin Pin really pin caught pin on? Pin Pin fan fiction. Pin Pin fan fiction. Oh, well, that's a bit more like it. Hold on, here's some new things here. Oh, God, it's about Matt. This is from Robbie, <laughs> aged 18. I was looking up Matt on Wikipedia when I read these things. Morgan was born and raised in Dartford, Kent. True so far. Son of Robert and Susan Morgan. Also true, though they're called Bob and Sue more typically. Matt has three siblings. True. One older sister, younger brother and sister. True, true. Matt Morgan's first boyfriend was called Ben Scott and has an adopted <laughs> child called Horatio Morgan Jones. No problem so far. <laughs> Since then, Matt has been seen with Ben Freeman, Lorna Todd, Joseph Merrick and William Shatner, but Morgan has only confirmed the relationship with Freeman. Morgan met Russell Brand when he was working as an intern on MTV. Lovely. This there is the hilarious... Youth craze of putting things in Wikipedia that aren't true. Is that a youth craze that's going on now? I think so. Yeah. I'm surprised you're aware of it, spending all your time text messaging. I suppose that's another one of them, is it? You can talk. Why? Out of touch, Loco and Acapulco. <laughs> Loco and Acapulco is sweeping the, the nation. It's a new craze. Yeah. It's called the Lambardo. Someone's <laughs> no. going to get hurt. <laughs> now, if you are, if you absolutely must do some Lambarding, please make sure you wear take... gloves or something. <laughs> please. <laughs> Only do it with a close friend. Do take precautions. Don't do it with Richard Dawkins. <laughs> Tonight exists. You'll say the simplest phenomenon has been dreamed up to trick you into feeling it's safe a, in your bed. It's not a dance. It's, it's simply not a dance. <laughs> it's merely simulated sex. <laughs> I mean, and also the same thing is true of La Macarena. What are these people doing? They seem to be having a lovely time. They're Latino. Condom. Hi, Russell. I heard that a German scientist has this week announced that he has invented a spray-on condom. As a woman, I can't think of anything less sexy. What do you and the boys think? Big hug, Sienna in Belfast. You can't trust. It's got I can think of something less sexy. All right. What if you run is. out of spray? What if it's like, oh, I've only got a bit left, I'll just do the end? Just lie to the woman. <laughs> you terrible just, man. Well, I wouldn't lie to a woman. I'd, you'd just do a very little bubble over the tip, wouldn't you? And just hope for the damn bit. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. What would? A spray on condom. That Look, can't I'm, be true. What would? <laughs> I don't even know how syntax works. I don't think so. <laughs> Hiya, Russell. Just listening to your show. I must be your oldest fan. I'm 58. Love to you all. Pin pin. No, you're not the oldest. No because way. we've got one old lady. Queen mum. No, not queen mum. Queen. <laughs> and she's well old. I mean, the queen who I'll be performing for very soon. Although I don't think I want her. Do you think I should perform for the Queen? Yes, probably. Why? What'd be know, so good about it? Story in it. Yeah, it'd be all right, all right. Yeah. Stand up out of yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. All right. Stick. Should we listen to Clash, uh, like City Rockers, by the Clash? Why not? It's ready to go. Okay, and when we come back, Matt, let's spend the time while this is on preparing an item, shall we? Okay. Together. I've got some thoughts. Okay. okay. Not about taxis this time. Well, let's try. I'll, I'll give you a benefit of the doubt. <laughs> That was a clash, of course. Uh, I've got an email here on this show I do. It's called The Russell Brand Show. I'm doing it now with Matt Morgan and Mr G, who's, of course, the poet laureate of the show. Someone said we should have G on the show more, but he seems all right. He's out there. He's busy, isn't he? He ain't bothered. Look at him. He just went... Even then, he didn't even bother to do a verbal response. He just went, <laughs> like that, waved his hand as if I'd gone to him. Oh, I might have gotten to change, mate. Just, mm, I can't no, not you. now, please. I'm really not in the mood. Dear Russ, Matt and G, listen to you talking about Russ performing before the Queen, says Rachel Reese. I can't help but think what you'll actually do. Whenever I think about you meeting her, 
I get an image of you panicking about what to do and inadvertently hitting her. The more I think about it, the more I think it's likely. The Queen is a frail old lady. She will just say hello in an old lady's voice. Hello. And then you, you brute, will strike her. I would give all my limbs to see this happen. Although, well, don't get in one of Matt's taxis because it's guaranteed not to happen according to Matt and his apocryphal rubbish tales. I hope that if this does happen, you don't get arrested. And if you do get arrested, I hope that Matt takes over the show. Why are you thinking about it being that likely that, like, you know, would already administrating how we're going to pick up the pieces. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to hit the Queen. Am I? Am I? But if you do... Will you be there? Would I be allowed to continue the radio show from inside the prison cell where I'd inevitably dwell? Would the BBC, the BBC support that? Well, we'd do it on commercial radio then. You wouldn't we? hit her, would you? Just you might say something stupid. Yeah, that's the worst I'll do. The thing is, is like if I think if you're doing a performance in front of the Queen, you can only talk about, look, it's the Queen, it's the Queen, it's the Queen, look, it's the Queen, it's the Queen. That's my act. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going on with. I mean, I've not written anything. The producers keep ringing up to go, what are you going to do? And I keep going... You really need to sort Nothing. Out. I don't know what to say. Because all I want to say is... I want, what, what it is, I want to go, she's just a normal person, really. So what the hell is going on? They won't let you address things like that. Can't I? No way. Because it's the Royal Variety performance. It's the wrong platform, isn't it? Imagine you went... We could all rise up and tear her limb from limb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't make any suggestions of tearing a limb from limb. But what if I made a suggestion? It wouldn't be that wrong to kick her shoe off. Like, say her shoe was hanging daintily from a. Dare her to throw a bit of jewellery at you. Throw a, a shoe. Majesty, Go throw a bit. Go on, love. <laughs> Don't be a stick in the mud, darling. <laughs> what if I took her like that? Like when I was a kid and I went out with this girl called Kelly and then she had a fight with this girl called Charmaine and they were walking down the street and like... You've grown up at Hold on a minute. I'll go and this girl called Kelly and then a bigger boy came and Charmaine said I'm stupid but I'm not. <laughs> I know. Prove it then. Prove I'm stupid if I'm so stupid. I've done my green cross code. <laughs> <laughs> I done my two times table, then my dream craft code. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what happened? Like, the Shemaine and Kelly, there's a lot of bad blood. We're walking down the street, halfway okay. road, named after Shakespeare's wife, if you're interested. Yeah, and uh, so that's just like, raised the tone a hell of a lot. Then uh, I bet you what, were saying that as a child to them. Hey, actually, Kelly, you might be interested. You know, Bill Shakespeare. That's what I call him, Bill the Bard. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably an absolute bar steward. Don't mean to, uh, if you'll excuse my Francais. <laughs> uh, actually, right, so anyway, Kelly and Charmaine, they walked it, they started having a fight in the street. You know when girls fight, they pull each other's hair. It's transfixing, it was. I just watched it, and I, I didn't think it would ever topple into love or sex or anything. I just watched it as a entertainment. And then Charmaine's mum came out, and even though it's four o'clock in the afternoon, Charmaine Charmaine's mum was wearing a dressing gown, all done up too tight, pink it was, and done up to the neck, buttons as well as a belt. She come out, her hair all sort of wild and confused, and she was going to her daughter Charmaine while the two of them were pulling at each other all clenched up all tight. Oh, she shit. was going, it her mine, it her, it her mine, it her. <laughs> It her mine, it her. All like that, all listless. But sort of encouraging the fight. It's weird, isn't it? If you're encouraging. It her mine. I once was in a fight as a schoolboy just getting off the bus, and an yeah. old man came over. Yeah. I was going, hit him hard! Hit him hard! <laughs> He's encouraging you, was I was he? in a headlock. Who was he encouraging you or the other lad? The other lad. Oh, that's not very nice. I know, but then when the other lad let me go, he wasn't really a. You know, he was not like partisan, he just switched sides. The he old just man went just a good fight. Just went. 
<sighs> and walked off. He just really wanted to see a good fight, but let me tell you, Charmaine's mum was not there for the sport. She was fully 100% behind so, me. Would they like a tag team? Would her mum have joined in? The, yeah, actually, there's one bit where the mum sort of, sort of leaned in and sort of like, sort of, uh, like, mm, craned in and sort of offered a sort of a, one of her pale, translucent arms What's sort of to the mother over. Well, I think she was probably severely ill. <laughs> not <laughs> like physically, mentally, I would say. Anyway, none of those names are real. So, uh, <laughs> what, well, the news is on very shortly, but what kind of a radio show host would I be if we didn't sum up this brilliant concerto of entertainment that we have made this evening? Uh, if we didn't get Mr. G, poet laureate of the show, to summarise the show. Look at Matt Morgan, lap dancer, oh, bothera, yawning, groping away. I went in a lap dancing club with you. Basically, to hold your, your sack carer. of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, paid, I bought you a lap dancer, and, and it was a very kind thing to have you done. Bought me a lap dancer, not a lap dancer. Actually, Matt, I've got a hell of a surprise. <laughs> so what's in the box? All the way from Pat Punk being cuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please welcome Mr. Mr. G's not a lap dancer. Can I just make clear, Mr. G, everyone? Okay, this poem is called Crossed Connections. Meet me at the crossroads where I'll greet you with a stack of leaves. That's collectively, sexually, immorally and irresponsibly. Seeking weaponry to essentially wreck the set of Orphan Annie and see Oxford dons harp on sarcastically like an Acapulco fantasy. It wasn't sarcastic. Point your attention in the direction of a philosophical intersection. Gervais said he's amazed by the acclaim offered by opiate rejection, while mere mortals are given the Dawkins caution, forewarning or convention. So plunge towards the junction as Matt reviews guns and their function, a lap dance induction ordering alien destruction. <laughs> A black cab instruction has caused major disruption, leaving Peter Sissons fearing the amorous conditions of a goth comic's assumptions. Oh, Mr. G, all on the mic, all in one take. What he does here is incredible to watch. Magnificent artistry with the old lingo under the jingle. Well, that was fantastic. It's another brilliant show by us there. We've done that and weren't even trying our artists. <laughs> See that £10, Matt? That ain't even all my money. I've got more money down the bank. This is me, Russell Brand, doing the Russell Brand radio show. Thank you to all our guests. Dickie Dawkins. Thank you to our other guest, Ricky Gervais. He wasn't a real guest. It's not true. It's just a hypothesis for ideals. None of this exists. It can't be proven. Uh, I like him anyway, so I don't know why you're bully-boying him. And also, Noel Gallagher, who was in the show, but he was so quiet and timid, and Matt mistaken for a lap dance and just snapped him in a pocket. Stop saying this. Can no we just what? clear the air? All right, then. <laughs> Cop some of that meat. Right. Okay, so that's the this end of another... a humorous joke that Russell's running, though. I'm a writer. I write things. I've imagined it. Okay, so uh, welcome back. Bye. <laughs> the show's over now. This is BBC Radio 2, online on digital on 88 and nothing with FEM. <laughs>